to my celestial design. My name is Annie Perry and I am your host. I'm a professional psychic, a seer, an interdimensional soul on a mission. A mission to help you remember where you came from, why you chose Earth, and how to access your divine light within. On this podcast, we explore stories of spiritual awakenings, psychic channeling, cosmic consciousness, and so much more. Let's go! Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome back. This week has been full of energy, a lot of ups and downs, a little chaotic, I think we can all agree. We had the new moon in Pisces on Wednesday. Pisces is a water sign. It is the sign that is closest to the veil, i.e. the most spiritual sign. At least that's how it's considered in astrology. And so its power and its focus can really manifest in a lot of different ways depending on who you are and where you're at in your own spiritual journey. But I found that this new moon, it was really asking, you know, what's hiding under a deeper layer of emotions, right? So our water signs are closely associated with our emotional landscape. And I found myself really kind of dunking my head underwater, exploring a lot of different emotions and allowing them to exist without feeling like I had to do anything about them. And it was it was interesting. There was a few good cries in there, um, a lot of different emotions, and very fascinating to experience emotions as a human being when you no longer identify as just a human being, and you now see them as these waves of energy that come through your body and move through your aura and then exit and leave. It's very, very fascinating to me. So this week on the Pisces new moon, I actually released my first guided meditation called Warrior of the Light. I feel so incredibly like proud of it, but also I feel like I'm on a team. It was a collaboration between myself, my spirit guides, and Athena. You can definitely sense Athena's influence on it. She was the one who channeled most of it to me and then my own spirit guides of course helped with editing and questions that I had about you know the different scenarios that came up in it and so it was definitely you know a team effort and I just feel so proud to be on that team and to bring it into the 3D world and to be that conduit for it. If you've never experienced a guided meditation Some of you might know that my spiritual journey started with guided meditations when I decided that I wanted to change and realized that I could change even though I was an adult. I started with guided meditations and they helped me go into my subconscious mind. They helped me explore. I was able to open my third eye eventually. I was able to really have a grasp for what that subconscious world was and a very good understanding of it. And when I started regressing myself, I found out why. You know, it was a it wasn't a new place for my soul. It was somewhere that I had been many, 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 many times before. And a lot of information is stored there. So I feel really, really passionate about guided meditations. I feel that they are extremely powerful for changing 
old habits, old beliefs, for having deep realizations. And of course, for having supernatural experiences. I met my spirit guides face to face in guided meditations. I've met angelic beings. I've had visions. I've just had like the wildest things happen uh, under guided meditations or in a kind of a hypnotic state, you know? And so this guided meditation takes you into a really relaxed state. You meet one of your spirit animals. The spirit animal guides you deeper and deeper into a location and you really get to feel like you are somewhere else, <laughs> hopefully somewhere pleasant. I picked somewhere warm because I'm so cold right now. And um, it's just beautiful. And then you go through all of these scenarios where you're facing different fears and then realizing how to step through them, right? Not how to battle or fight them or resist them or avoid them. It's really about how do I step through them from a place of self-worth, from a place of grace, from a place of clear knowing that I am completely held safe and secure in this universe. And along your journey, you also meet one of your spirit guides, your main spirit guide, who has the opportunity to give you a message, the answer to a question that you have been asking with your energy. Every single soul out there is asking soul questions. Why am I here? Where did I come from? What is my life purpose? And this guided meditation gives your spirit guide the opportunity to materialize for you, to speak to you. Maybe you're a clairvoyant, maybe you're clairaudient, maybe you're clairsentient. Everyone has a psychic gift and your spirit guides are always trying to communicate with you. They are always trying to get in touch, literally. And so it's really a nice, clear way for them to approach you in a safe way, in a high vibration, and to give you a message. Now, if you are clairvoyant, it means that you will see them visually, which is always a delight. And you'll probably see them again in dreams or in other states of semi-consciousness. But really, the main, main point of this guided meditation is for you to go on a beginning-to-end journey and really discover things about yourself and about your soul. I am thrilled that it's out in the world, and you can find that on my website, mycelestialdesign.live. In my Cosmic Collective shop, it's a 30-minute guided meditation for $11. It's yours to keep forever. And the last thing I want to say before we jump into this episode is a very warm welcome to all of the new podcast listeners. So many of you have reached out to me this week and let me know that you're new here and you're listening to the podcast or you found me and then the pod or you found the pod and then me. And that's really exciting. You are so welcome here. I believe that every listener has been divinely led to the information that they need. And I'm so glad to be of service during this part of your journey. And if you're new to the idea of channeling, I would definitely invite you to check out my Instagram account, My Celestial Design. Every weekend, I pick a topic and I do some free community channeling 
Last weekend, we did main energy block, which was incredible. Uh, So many people were in my DMs, you know, talking about how much it impacted them, how much it mirrored back some things they had been suspecting about their energy. And it was really wonderful. I got way more, way more people joining in than I expected. I do as many as I can without fully giving all of my life force away. Uh, There is a cost to channeling, an energetic cost to tapping into someone else's energy. But it's a really fun way to just get some information about yourself and find out what channeling is all about. So let's go ahead and jump in here to the episode. This chakra series has also been really impactful. It's been incredibly helpful to me. I find that as I am going through the information, I'm downloading so much that has helped me unblock my own chakras even deeper. And we're on the solar plexus now, which is ironically one that I have been working on pretty much the entire month of February, now into early March. And the solar plexus is definitely in one of the top three, four, (laughs) I think all of the chakras have their own struggles depending on who you are, but it's definitely one of the top ones that is blocked because this solar plexus represents the third density of consciousness, which is the density of self-aware beings. So if in the first density, you have the elements, all of that natural plant life. Second density, you have microbial up to animal life forms. Third density, you now have the beings who come to inhabit that planet, the self-aware ones, the ones whose energy has now been formulated into a sovereign soul, They've been given a personality and put in a body that they are able to go forward and make their own decisions and create things and create communities and cities and build things and go to outer space if they want to. It's really fascinating. It is the change from, you know, being like, I guess, an infant to a toddler to becoming that self-aware child who is now creating things for themselves. Definitely still a childhood density. We are definitely still uh, young souls if you are thinking in the grand scheme of the seven densities of consciousness. I know many of us feel like we're old souls. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, we're still in that very much that childhood phase. And so it's incredible how much you can really learn during this density or for those who choose to come back to this density. It's often also called the karmic path, right? So we create karma on this path and many souls choose to continue on it well past their graduation dates. I guess graduation is a good word for it. But every 25,000 years, your soul is eligible to graduate out of the third density into the fourth density, which we'll talk about on the next chakra episode. But some other things about the solar plexus chakra, it is yellow in color And that is very significant, right? Because if you're a self-aware being, you now have the ability to have personality and to create things and to have your own ideas and to share those ideas with other beings. And so that yellow really represents the sun and it's our prana, our life force. 
And this solar plexus <laughs> chakra can be incredibly uh, powerful, probably as powerful as the heart chakra or the third eye chakra. It can really rival them in power because it has so much ability for this energy to go out, to increase in your aura, but also to spread through anything that you create and to really impact huge multitudes of people, right? So you can create something with energy from your sacral and, you know, maybe you crochet something and your mom or your brother, sister likes it and they think it's nice. But when you use solar plexus energy to infuse that and to be the engine behind your creations, that's when you have things like Hollywood blockbusters. That's when you have things like best-selling novels. It has an enormous amount of solar plexus energy behind that creative force that allows it to go out and just like supernova impact many, many other people. So it's very, very, very powerful. It's that life force, that prana. It's also a divine masculine chakra. So that we have that root chakra that's divine masculine, and then we come back around to it. And again, it's another divine masculine chakra that makes up the foundation of our energetic body. Those lower three chakras, I know we think of them stacked on top of each other, which is fine, but I really think of them as a triangle. That uh, root chakra on the right-hand side, the sacral chakra on the left-hand side, and then at the pinnacle, the point of it is the solar plexus. And the archetype of the solar plexus chakra is the father being, right? The father and above that even we have the mother in the heart space, but it's the father. And what do fathers do? They're, well, I guess on this planet they're like, you know, quote unquote head of the household or whatever, but you know, they have a lot of energy that leads, right? And they tend to be the deciding factor, um, the deciding voice. They tend to have a very strong voice um, and really they're, they're that leadership. And I would really associate the ability to lead with someone having a very strong solar plexus chakra. And again, doesn't matter if you're a father or uh, someone who identifies as male or female or whatever, we all have this energy and the ability to tap into this energy. And this masculine energy is also associated with the fire element, Okay, so in the root chakra, we really have those earth elements, and then uh, the sacral is water, and the solar plexus is fire. And I always think of the fire signs, right? So we have Aries, very, very strong, the strongest manifester in the zodiac. Um, they tend to be, you know, forces within themselves. They tend to have strong personalities, a lot of their own desires, a lot of their own drive. And then we have Leo, again, that lion with all of that ferocious energy, that sunlight energy. They really have the 
the ability to warm up a room or to ice it out. And then we have Sagittarius, who is kind of the gypsy of the zodiac. They love to travel and they love to be strange and different and unique and stylish and all of these things. They definitely have that cool blue flame to them. And so I always think of of these three archetypes also within that father archetype of that leadership and them having uh, the spotlight and them commanding the room and tapping into that feeling and that energy whenever I want to really expand my own solar plexus. And I think a good tip for you as you're kind of understanding your own energy is to say, okay, where do I have those three signs in my natal chart, in my astrological chart? And that is really the areas where I will be able to amplify solar plexus energy, leadership energy. Um, So some other things that the solar plexus represents is personal power. Okay, this is huge. A lot of us aren't comfortable saying, I am powerful. I am a powerful being. I am a creator, right? So I can have that creative energy flowing through my sacral center, but still not have enough energy in the solar plexus to say, I am. I am creator. I am a creator. I am a powerful creator. I am creating my own experience. Because in order to say, I am, you have to be self-aware. You're the only being on this planet that can sit down and say, I am a creator. I am a powerful creator. I am a powerful being. Even though I know some of our dogs would probably like to to start talking and say that, or probably even our cats would definitely say that. They're definitely um, powerful beings. But we're the ones who are saying that, right? Who have the ability to say that, who have the ability to understand it, to have that level of consciousness and to really reach that level of consciousness without feeling uh, shame uh, usually comes up for me just because I was raised very religiously and saying like, I am powerful is like very evil. Uh, But now I really understand that it is not about um, somehow outshining others. It's actually about standing up and being willing to take your place right? That you have a place that you were given by source within source energy. And owning the solar plexus energy is standing up and saying, I'm ready to take my place now. I'm ready to be a part of what I said I would be a part of. I'm ready to finally join in here in being a powerful creator. So we have personal power, and then we also have our place within community, So every chakra is very, very layered. There's a lot of different energies that are flowing through these energy centers. And community is held within the solar plexus. This is all of your relationships. This is the kids you went to school with would have had the very first effect on your solar plexus. The neighborhood kids, um, your cousins, um, other, I don't know, other friends that you might have grown up with from a very young age were the first ones who would either 
experience your solar plexus energy or start wounding your solar plexus energy. So community, what we understand about ourselves to be a part of a community. Now, animals have their own packs and whatnot, and that's very much a subconscious and something that is programmed into them for survival. And I have a lot of respect for animals. I love them. But we are the beings who consciously decide whether or not we want to be a part of a community. We can consciously decide to create a community. We can consciously decide to leave one community and go join another community. And now more than ever, that's available to us. And now more than ever, there's more communities that are more and more accepting of who we want to be, of allowing that solar plexus, that unique individual energy to shine. And in order to shine, you have to know your place in a community. Now, most of us experience programming in the family unit from a young age about what our place is. So some of my programming was you're the middle child, um, you're a girl, um, you're a Christian, you are homeschooled. <laughs> if you don't know much about me, I have a very unusual upbringing. But those were some of the, you know, pre-programmed, this is your place in the community. And we tend to accept those identities because we're children and we don't know any better and we haven't been able to decide, especially if you didn't grow up with family who was or caretakers who were very self-aware, they would be very bought into their own programming. Therefore, they would expect you to accept and be bought in to the programming that they're now passing on to you. Some other groups that affect this Chakra is definitely going to be like teams, sport teams that you might have played on. I think that there's like scientific evidence or whatever the science community is up to. Um, I think there's, they've done studies that kids who were on teams and played group sports have a better sense of self. They're, you know, more of a team player. They know how to uh, pull their weight on a team. They know what their place is on a team, uh, what their role is. And I think that's very, very telling of what's going on within the solar plexus chakra, especially if it was a very healthy team dynamic that can be incredibly supportive and nurturing and encouraging to that energy. And so it's no surprise then that something else held in the solar plexus chakra is confidence. Confidence, the ability to be confident in ourselves. This is something I see lacking in most people because we have a lot of programming on this planet that it's not okay to say what you feel, to feel what you feel, to think what you feel, or to be in con connection with your emotions. And it's not okay to have that kind of confidence unless you're a boy or a man. And that's definitely expected of their gender, people who identify as that gender. Whereas for <laughs> us poor females, uh, to quote the Jane Austen movie, um, but for us poor females, you know, we're kind of expected to be more timid, um, to not be as confident, to not have the same level of opinions. And really what they're saying with that is they're saying that you're allowed to say what you want in your group of people, right? 
but not as loudly and as confidently as the males or the ones who've been approved of on this planet to be speaking in that way or to be opinionated in that way. They're really saying you're just not allowed to be as confident, as confident in yourself. And if you show up somewhere and you really start displaying that level of confidence can rub a lot of people the wrong way. And really, it's just kind of poking and prodding at their own solar plexus wounding. This was a huge wound for me. I would do tons and tons of inner work and I would have all of these expanders, you know, people that I looked up to that I wanted to be like. And time and time again, what came up on my list of what do I like about this person? What do I like about this divine feminine being who inspires me so much? And it would always be confidence. It would be her confidence the way that she carries herself, the way that she moves through the world, the fact that she's not apologizing for it. I think apologizing for my power was something that I had to do time and time again. And um, it's so tiring because we shouldn't have to apologize for it. It's not natural for you to apologize for being the way that you were designed. And I think no matter who you are, we all have a time and place where we want to be that confident, where we want to speak with that confidence, where we want to carry ourselves with that confidence, where we want to really embody the confidence in our beliefs, in our vulnerability, in our ability to change, to say, I was wrong, or my beliefs have changed now. And that's really the kind of foundational thing about confidence I think that's misunderstood is that it means that you're solid and you're rigid and you know everything and um, you're not going to change at all. That confidence is really this like concrete thing. And it's not. It isn't at all. Um, that's a misconception. And I think one designed to keep us small and to keep us from feeling into that confidence. I'll share with you quickly something that I started doing in meditation to increase my own confidence and my own sense of vulnerability and of just owning all of myself because I think that's really crucial to having true confidence is owning all of your flaws, all of the parts of yourself that the world has rejected and um, really just owning and accepting every single piece of yourself. And what really helped me is that I would go into meditation and um, I would envision a huge auditorium, you know, like the ones where they have like award shows at, huge with just thousands and thousands of people, everyone that I had ever met, everyone. Everyone whose opinion was really important to me was in the front rows and all of my, <laughs> this was kind of a while ago, but all of my ex-boyfriends would be in the very, very front row, front, front row, front and center, front and center. And they would all, everyone in the audience would be dressed up beautifully. I mean, in their absolute best and on the very front row, I'd have all of my ex-boyfriends because I think at the time I was really working through, you know, some of the ways that they really hurt my confidence in myself and the ways that, um, you know, I had just been choosing partners who really mirrored back to me my own lack of self-confidence. And I would walk out on this stage in meditation, right? It's not real, but in your, in your subconscious mind, it, it feels very, very real. And I would walk out there. 
and I would take off all of my clothes and I would stand at this podium completely naked and deliver a speech about how I had changed, how I loved myself now, how I um, apologize for the ways that I have hurt some of the people in the crowd, some of the people that I knew, all of my insecurities, all of my flaws, and just talk about how I understand and acknowledge all of them and I choose to love myself anyway. And I would deliver this speech in the most confident way that I could, standing there imagining that I'm completely naked in front of all of these people that had ever known me. And it actually really worked. It actually had a really strong effect on my own confidence. And looking back now, it wasn't really the action that was taken, right? So it seems really dramatic to like walk out on stage and take off your clothes and deliver a speech confidently. It wasn't really the action. What actually increased my confidence was the ability to talk about my own failures, my own mistakes, my flaws, the imperfections I have in the way that I speak when I stumble over what I'm saying, uh, when I miss the mark with people, you know, when I'm just not feeling as confident in myself. All of those things come up and they really rise to the surface of how do I look? How do I sound? Is my voice strong enough to have my own podcast? Will people even like listening to me? It's all of those thoughts that all of us have when we go into a situation with other self-aware beings. That community comes right back up. It has so much to do with our confidence. The other thing we have in the solar plexus chakra is the ability to make autonomous decisions. And this is so crucial because in those lower two chakras, they're that very base consciousness and then that creative consciousness is a little more aware, but it's not very directed. The solar plexus is the ability to make conscious decisions about where you're going to direct your energy, what you're going to choose. When you get up in the morning and you choose something different than your routine, you're actually using solar plexus energy. I know you think you're using your mind or your crowned energy, but you're not. You're actually using your ability to make autonomous choices. All of that decision making, especially when you choose something that you might not have chosen previously. You've increased your level of consciousness. You've increased your self-awareness. So really quickly, some of the other emotions held in the solar plexus is going to be, you know, I said confidence, but it's really freedom as well. The drive and desire to do things. When we have a lot of that drive and desire to do things, we've got a lot of that masculine energy flowing that sense of self-worth, this is really, really key because it comes straight back to confidence. Your sense of self-worth is held here in this solar plexus. When we have very low self-worth, I tend to read for people and they'll have this like dark, dark yellowy color, kind of like a mustard yellow. And there's a lot of dark feelings and thoughts about themselves that are being held here that are really weighing down their sense of self-worth feeling empowered. Again, that's the confidence coming back. Having courage. 
the ability to have courage. I know that everyone thinks this comes from the heart chakra. It doesn't. It comes from that masculine energy in the solar plexus, the ability to have courage to stand up for something that you believe in. We're channeling into that father energy, that, um, you know, defender and protector energy, strength, uh, the belief that you're capable or being capable and then, of course, leadership again. So we see a lot of these father qualities in here in this solar plexus. But what is a defining or some defining things about an underactive solar plexus chakra? And then we'll go into the overactive and, of course, how to begin healing and balancing. So what you're going to see in someone with an underactive, which means that it's instead of having a nice glowing spin and being bright like the sun, it's going to have that darker yellow color. It means there's some dark feelings and energies in here and it's going to be very sluggish moving or it might be stopped completely. So that's going to be someone who really lacks confidence. Someone who is shrinking themselves to be unseen, to be unnoticed. They're trying to make themselves smaller. If you've ever walked into a room of people that you don't want them to know that you're there, what you unconsciously do is you dim that solar plexus energy, you dim your light. Someone who has no plans or desires for the future. They can't, they don't have the confidence to create for themselves. So they are turning that motor off on all of their own plans. Um, so no plans, no desires for the future. I would even say all of our desires, even though desires kind of come from all different energy centers, they really find momentum in the solar plexus, right? Because it's like that engine and we need that. We need that fire energy to really say, this is my desire. This is what I desire. And now I'm going to send that energy out in order for my energy to begin creating it and bringing it into my reality. Uh, so someone with no plans or desires for the future, someone who avoids groups, this is, I think, all of us, especially after the pandemic, avoiding groups, right? Because we haven't been around other people in our community to really increase that solar plexus energy. We've had time to really turn that engine off and to go inward and hopefully heal other energy centers. Uh, someone who feels self-conscious all the time. If you're a female at the beach, you have definitely been taught to be self-conscious instead of confident in your body regardless of what it looks because the world has said, you know, you're only worth as much as you, uh, you're only worth as good as you look. And what that is, is a deliberate attempt from dark energy to subdue the solar plexus in female female identifying bodies, female identifying beings, really, because if they can, again, cut the legs off of those lower three chakras, then they'll have us full of self-doubt and focused on what we look like as opposed to creating our reality. So self-doubt, someone who is overwhelmed easily, uh, someone who is publicly or has been publicly humiliated or finds themselves constantly being publicly humiliated. This was a big one for me. I experienced, you know, public or family-related humiliation from a young age from other people who had very wounded solar plexus and passed that on to me. And so I had to do a lot of work to feel really confident and comfortable um, publicly. 
uh, someone who is a victim of groups that they belong to, right? So that, you know, kid who's in the friend group who always gets made fun of or picked on or whatever, they're going to be just constantly the others wounding that solar plexus energy and their own confidence. Um, someone who has a negative relationship with their father figure. Um, we see this a lot with uh, female identifying beings, because that energy from the father figure um, or the father energy, whatever the divine masculine energy caretaker was, if that wasn't healthy and strong, these masculine chakras, masculine energy chakras, become extremely imbalanced and wounded. And this was really, really big for me. I have a very different relationship with my father now that I've been able to heal a lot of these wounds and a lot of my own masculine energy. Someone who is disempowered, who feels weak and who feels incapable. I think no matter who you are, you have felt some of these. You have felt all of these at one point or another, right? We felt weak. We felt incapable. If you've gone through uh, autoimmune disease or you've battled cancer, you've had some sort of illness, you might start to subconsciously identify as weak, right? Because your body doesn't have the strength that it needs. And it really takes a hit on our confidence and feeling powerful and feeling capable. And it starts to manifest as blocks in that solar plexus. As the energy centers get higher and higher into what we call the upper centers, they also become more complicated. There's more layers to them. There's more depth to them and a lot more nuance as well. So, for example, you could feel very, very confident with your friend group and feel totally disempowered around strangers, If you had to go speak in front of your friend group, you know, you might be the life of the party, but then you might feel completely out of your depth, underwater, a lot of self-doubt, going and speaking in front of a group of strangers. This underactivity can also manifest in your social media, right? Because if you don't want to be seen and you don't want people to see you and you don't have that confidence or that solar plexus energy flowing, then you'll find it very, very difficult to build the audience that you are desiring because you are trying to get out there and in front of people, right? But if you've got all of those wounds and those blocks that you're working through, it's going to be a lot harder to see the results that you're actually desiring consciously when you have some unconscious wounds in there. You might feel like, oh, I'm sharing this really vulnerably, but no one's responding, no one's engaging with me, people are all just staring at me, and um, I think now I'm thinking that they're out there judging me, or that it's stupid, or I'm going to go delete it, and, um, you know, that's really the spiral of the solar plexus chakra. So working on healing that first, and then going back out there in front of the crowd, is going to be of service in increasing that power and that energy. So some of the symptoms of an overactive solar plexus chakra is someone who is very controlling, right? So they've got a little too much confidence. Now they want to start controlling other people. Um, Someone who desires control. So you could have some wounds in a different layer 
of your solar plexus chakra, and then the energy tries to make up for it by flowing and pushing through too strong in another area where you might have less blocks, right? So if we're always thinking of the flow of energy as a river, the blocks and the wounds are the rocks in the river. And if you've got a giant, you know, wound up here in this layer of the, or this section of the river, you're going to have um, some stoppage there, but then you're going to have it all building up behind that and coming through in a different area. Uh, So someone who's very controlling, someone who's very domineering, uh, competitive, this comes from that solar plexus. So you are observing those who are around you, those in your community, and you're now competing with them because you want to be the best. You want to shine the brightest. You want to be on the top tier. You want the gold medal or whatever. Uh, Someone is very argumentative. And that really comes from the wound of not feeling seen and heard, which both uh, correlate strongly to the solar plexus. Someone who's very prone to anger. They have a lot of this fire energy coming up. It's usually building in the root chakra. And then once you get triggered, it all floods out of that solar plexus chakra and can really wound other people around you. Someone who overcompensates for themselves. They have excessive masculine energy. Uh, So this used to be me, basically, when I had a lot of wounds in the solar plexus on different layers. And I would really make up for it by being controlling, by having a really excess masculine energy. It helped me propel my career very quickly. It helped me get lots of awards and acclamation. But because there wasn't balance, it was never enough. And now we're here today. So someone who is obsessed with work, who's overly opinionated, someone who pushes their opinions and their beliefs on others, constantly trying to prove themselves. This is something I see a lot, actually, on social media. People who are constantly trying to prove themselves. They're constantly trying to prove that they're valid, that they are deserving, that they are worthy, that they can do what they say that they're going, that they can do. I liken it to kind of someone who's spinning their wheels constantly. They're just constantly trying to prove themselves. They're constantly um, having to talk themselves up because it's what really is underneath is a lack of confidence. Uh, Someone whose self-worth is tied to work. This definitely used to be me. I used to be a workaholic, got all of my validation from work. And again, because there's no balance there, it was never enough. Someone who cannot admit that they were wrong or hurtful to others. So this is really struggling with the community idea, but from a different perspective of I don't want to be seen and heard, but instead I go in and I'm kind of a bull in the china shop and I, you know, go into the the family gathering and um, really explode on everyone. And I've done this many, many times. My own family can attest. Um, They're very grateful that I have healed these wounds. Um, but really that bull in the china shop because they can't, they don't have that self-awareness, right? They don't have the health flowing through the solar plexus to be able to admit that they're wrong or that they hurt someone else. Someone who really is struggling to apologize. I think we've all had a conversation with someone where we just wanted them to apologize and acknowledge the hurt that they did to us. And when they can't do that, it's really coming back to that solar plexus. 
uh, someone who displays a lot of what we think of as narrow-mindedness. It's actually not held up there in the crown chakra in our mind. It is actually someone who is overactively obsessed or um, engaged with their own group or their own tribe, right? So their community, this would be someone who's obsessed with their own uh, political view or their political party, someone who's obsessed with their sports team. And so they're very argumentative about why they are right. Um, someone who's obsessed with doing and never slows down. They have to be doing something constantly. I think of my neighbor a lot when I, when I think of this because he's always mowing his lawn and his lawn is perfect. And I'm like, he just has to be doing something. He can't slow down and rest and relax. And someone who's obsessed with the opinion of others and their self-image or their public image. And so what we're really seeing is the recurrence of the word obsessed, right? So they have that hyperactivity, that overactivity of the solar plexus. They are focusing all of their attention on those things within their community that have to do with that self-image, their public image, what other people think of them. And I would say that if I were to read the energy of someone who is a narcissist, I would find some interesting wounds and some really interesting things going on in the solar plexus because they desire that manipulation and control of others within their community, right? They're not being narcissistic towards their dog or their cat. They're being narcissistic towards other self-aware beings. All right, beautiful souls, let's jump into the actual exciting, uplifting part what does a balanced solar plexus look like, feel like? What are the traits of that? So this is really going to be someone who sees their desired role in the community with clarity, right? And so really what I'm saying there is that you are self-aware, you are aware of your desires, you are aware of your role in the community, and you can see it with clarity, which means you have that extra level of self-awareness. You're able to mirror your own self back to you, to acknowledge some of your own flaws, your own shortcomings, your own insecurities, the areas where you lack confidence in, and you're able to actually have the space in your community for others to come forward and be of assistance in that, right? So there, you're allowing others to make up for your own shortcomings because you realize and you acknowledge that you cannot be all things all the time. And I really like to call that holding space for others. So other people get to shine when they're in your group or your community. You don't have to be the center of attention all the time. So you see your desired role in your community with clarity. Um, you have desires and plans for the future. You have goals, right? So we need that drive. We need to turn that engine on. This is going to be the time when we're taking aligned action. This is the doing that we all have to, to do, the action part of bringing our desires into the 3D reality. But more and more, we need to let the divine feminine lead with the creation, with the desire, with the dreams. And then we turn that engine on in the solar plexus and we take aligned action. And uh, that's really to achieve them and to bring them into this reality. So someone who honors their opinions and beliefs without expectation of others to adopt them. 
this is probably something that would change all of humanity. If we could all sit in a circle and say, this is how I feel. This is my opinion. This is my belief. But I don't expect all of you to feel or believe or have the same opinions. And I don't want all to change you. I want you to be exactly who you are because I can recognize that we need all of the differentiation in order for the tribe or the community to grow and to thrive. When we have one being who wants to impose all of their will and all of their power and all of their beliefs and their opinions on others, we end up with things like dictatorships. And I think we can all agree, especially right now, that that's really, really not healthy for the community and the group or anyone on this planet. So someone who also spends a healthy amount of time in community and alone right? So you have your sense of self and your own personal power and you can spend a healthy amount of time alone, but then you can also come back to the group and not be completely triggered and not want to run away from them or go back to solitude. You can spend healthy time in the community. Someone who is confident in themselves, confident with making and spending money. This is a big one. I guess I should have spent in a, in an underactive Solar plexus, you're going to have someone who is really holding on and clutching money. And in an overactive solar plexus, you're going to have someone spending a lot of money to overcompensate. They're going to be buying all the flashy stuff to overcompensate for the wounds that they're hiding in that solar plexus. But when you're healthy, you're able to spend money, you're able to make money and have a really healthy flow, right? Because spending money is the doing and is the output of it, but receiving comes in through that sacral chakra. So making and spending money is someone who has a healthy sense of self-worth, your self-worth. So the beginning of all of your manifestations of everything that you want to bring into this world, of everything that you desire, has to pass the checkpoint of does it match your self-worth? And if it doesn't, it's not going to come into this reality because it's not aligned with your vibration. And having a healthy sense of self-worth is really someone who values themselves, who sees their own value, who charges according to their worth, who sees an equal exchange of energy there, right? So we overflow and we give freely through the heart chakra, but then we also have to have that heart chakra supported by a very healthy solar plexus, which means an equal exchange of energy. Someone who doesn't shrink or dim their light to make others feel better. This was me forever. I knew that I had an old soul. I knew that I had a lot to offer in this world, a lot that I wanted to do. And I think because of where I came from with my unusual upbringing, I would dim and hide my light all the time. Something that I actually recently stopped doing was self-deprecating, you know, making jokes about myself, especially to friends and family, in order to downplay what I was doing, what I was accomplishing, what I was creating. And, you know, I'd make fun of myself. I would say, oh, this is what I just created. And haha, this little joke about it, because I didn't want them to feel uh, bad that, you know, maybe they weren't creating something or they weren't having success with something that they were creating, you know, and really what that does is it just poisons the water. It poisons the, the solar plexus water, the solar plexus chakra for everyone in the group. 
So the best thing that I can do in interest of the group is actually shine my light unapologetically, not self-deprecate, and really allow myself to shine. It gives other people permission to shine as well because it expands them. It shows them subconsciously what they are capable of. And that's really along the same lines of someone who feels empowered in their life and their energy. They really are taking up that scepter of personal power and recognizing that they are a powerful creator, that they are creating their experience and everything around them. They are manifesting through their own energy. And this isn't trying to be God. This is actually using what God or source or whatever you believe in is the main energy force in our universe. It's really using what they gave you. So they gave us this energy in order to create for the community, to create for the other self-aware beings and to lift each other up so that we could reach that heart chakra, that next level, that fourth density of consciousness, which is love and unconditional love. And what do you have to have to unconditionally love someone else? You have to have a certain level of awareness of your own being and then an awareness of all of their flaws and who they are to truly unconditionally love someone. So someone who is, uh, feels capable and feels free, someone who is a survivor instead of a victim. So there's a shift in mentality that happens there as the energy moves out of the sacral into the solar plexus. They're no longer a victim. Now they're, they identify as I survived. I am self-aware of what happened to me and I am choosing to create a different story. Someone who allows their uniqueness and their personality to show. So that's that authenticity really shining through here. Um, Shining around people that they don't know. People that they do know. People that you might feel more self-conscious in front of. I used to really, really care what people who I grew up with thought about me. Really, really cared about, you know, making sure that I showed up looking good, feeling good, had a good story to back it all up. And really, that was just the wounding in the solar plexus chakra of feeling not worthy, of feeling not good enough, of feeling inadequate, or like my desires and what I'm creating in my life isn't somehow matching up to the 3D expectation. And now I feel empowered and I feel very glad that my life story and my desires are not going to align with 3D expectations. It's kind of my point now. So someone who understands that they are an integral part of the collective, the community, and simultaneously holds space for others to shine and to be in the spotlight They don't have to be the main character because they know and understand that they are part of an ensemble cast. That is one of the points that I put in 30 times around the sun. You are not the main character. You're part of an ensemble cast and it's okay for other people to have the limelight and it's okay and it's safe for you to have the limelight as well. Now, I could probably talk all day and all night about how to heal the solar plexus chakra, especially because it's something I'm actively working on healing myself. And if you listen to my episode, How to Uplevel Your Energy, you're going to get a lot of really good tidbits in there as well about the solar plexus and owning your power and feeling confident and allowing yourself to shine. 
but some really practical tools that you can begin implementing for healing, for healing up some of those wounds, moving some of those blocks, and really allowing yourself to be all that you can be. I think of it as the sun shining, you know, removing the clouds and allowing the sun within to shine. And that's going to be surrounding yourself with father figures that are very, very healthy that are the embodiment of all that you believe or that you think should make up a healthy father figure. Now, this one was kind of a surprise, but it was the first thing that my guides downloaded to me. Finding those, you know, divine masculine or beings who identify as a masculine energy and really identifying the qualities in them. You know, are they a strong, healthy leader? Do they have healthy confidence? Do they, you know, walk the way that I want to walk? Do they talk the way that I want to talk? And really finding those beings and identifying them as that father figure so that you can begin healing some of those wounds of where you didn't receive that confidence, that affirmation, that ability to pick up your own personal power and begin using it. And the next thing they shared with me is really finding community in groups that feel very authentic, that feel extremely healthy, that feel very self-aware, that allow other people to shine, allow the leaders to shine, etc. That could be through social media, that could be in person, whatever feels most authentic to you, whatever feels very desire-driven, start there. It will absolutely evolve and change, especially as you heal. Your criteria are going to evolve and change. And the next thing is bringing some self-awareness to the areas where you shrink yourself, your energy, your power. Where do I try to hide? Is it with clothes because I'm not confident with my body? Is it with my words because I'm not confident with the way that I speak or I'm not confident in my beliefs? Really identifying those areas is the first step to bringing self-awareness to them and then you will start to see them steadily improve because you've brought awareness, you've healed some of that. So where do I shrink myself and then where do I overcompensate? Where do I really seesaw this energy into overcompensating for myself? This could be something like over-explaining. I used to do this all the time. I would over-explain why I wanted something or why I did something. And what that is, is I use my solar plexus energy and now I feel guilty and I have to over-explain why I use that energy because the people around me don't have that same confidence. They don't have that same um, unblocked or ability to use their power for what they desire. And I just had to stop explaining myself. If someone asks me, I'll give you an answer, but I'm no longer over-explaining or overcompensating in any way. I also found this manifesting in my DMs on Instagram that people would ask me a question and I would just over-explain to them, especially if it was about my work or my sessions and I realized, why am I sending them this long response about what I do and what my purpose is and how they can work with me? When all of that is actually on my website, and if they just took a few minutes to read it, they would find all of the answers that they want. 
And I also found that those were the people, the people approaching me in my DMs, you know, hadn't taken any of the time to read my website, hadn't taken the time to read the testimonials about what they can expect. And they really weren't the ones who actually were going to work with me. None of them actually went on my website and booked their session. They were just window shoppers. They were just window shopping around. They weren't displaying their own confidence in what they desired, in their action. And I realized that it was just mirroring back to me where I was window shopping in my own life, where I was not taking a line to action, where I was not following my intuition and not trusting myself in my own decisions. And again, all of that comes back to self-worth, confidence, trusting the self, trusting the self-awareness that I have, and being confident in my decisions, which is the action step. And that's actually the next point here, which is taking aligned action. So first you have to sit with yourself in that sacral energy to understand what your desires are. And then you start to funnel that energy up into the solar plexus and you start to say, okay, what is the aligned action here? What is the aligned step? And trust the first things that come through because trusting what comes through is trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, trusting your desires, your knowledge. All of that comes back to that self-confidence, believing in yourself. And then on a soul level, we definitely have spending time journaling with yourself about some of those underactive and overactive areas that you've been displaying that energy. And where is it coming from? Where did I first learn this? How can I go into meditation and sit with my inner child who didn't get the confidence they needed, who didn't get the affirmation that they needed, and really sit with them and allow them to heal and allow them to purge out that energy and allow them to shine and to begin shining? And how do I create that safe space for them to shine? It's definitely a process. I mean, as as I said, these chakras get more layered, they get more complex, they get more nuanced the deeper that you go. So journaling is always great. Of course, meditation is wonderful. Um, I'm a big fan of meditation and I'll be releasing a guided meditation just for the solar plexus. And if you want to jump into the overactive areas, that's really going to come back to shadow work. Diving into the shadow of where am I overcompensating? Where am I hiding things that need to be seen? And we really hide a lot of our authenticity, which would be our authentic desires, our authentic dreams, things we actually really want, the true personality, right? Who we are when no one's around. Are you that person who dances around in their kitchen, but you never let anyone see that part of you? You're hiding a critical component of the solar plexus. Any areas where you're hiding, really bringing those up to the surface, out of the shadow, and saying, why do I feel like I have to hide this? What would be the worst thing that could happen if I showed people this side of me? I think you'll find if you surf around on social media, especially TikTok, the people who are being the silliest, the weirdest, the most authentic are the ones who have the biggest followings. People are the most obsessed with them because really they have solar plexus energy flowing 
And we desire strongly to have that flowing. We inherently understand, maybe even on an unconscious level, that we're a self-aware being who could and who should be using this power and this energy and allowing it to flow. But so often, time and time again, because of our conditioning, because of our programming, because we've been shown at a young age that it might not be safe to be all that you are, we hide it, we cover up our light, we dim ourselves, we make ourselves smaller, and really all that we're doing is we are casting our shadow over our sun. That's it. We're putting a big gray cloud in front of the sun. You deserve to shine. You deserve to be all that you are. You came here for a reason, for a purpose. And if you want the engine to go on that purpose, you want to bring it into this 3D reality, you've got to dive into this solar plexus and start healing some of these wounds and start bringing awareness to the areas that are underactive or overactive. That's how you're really going to find your own level of unique balance. That's how you're really going to find the areas where you want to shine individually and uniquely and For most people, it's not going to be standing in front of a crowd giving a speech naked, right? For most people, that's not going to be it. But I guarantee you there's a place and a time that has already come to your mind when you're like, ooh, I dimmed my light because I wasn't confident in myself. I wasn't sure if I could be authentic. I wasn't sure if I could shine, if it would take something away from other people. But really, the way that we expand other people is through being all that we can be. We show them the path. We show them the way. It's not up to us to make everyone, to drag everyone down the path with us, to make the whole tribe come along. It's not up to us. It's their sovereign decision as their own self-aware being. The last thing I put on here, of course, is kundalini yoga, because I'm such a fan. And that would be breath of fire breath of fire hits that solar plexus so hard and it just busts it right open. If you have a very blocked solar plexus, I always recommend starting with that physical thing first, right? The body element and then going into the mind element and then going into the soul element. That is a gentle and safe way to begin self-healing and opening yourself up. So starting with that breath of fire, and some of you might remember from my episode, Spiritual Awakening Part 1 or 2 or whatever it was, that the first time I realized a chakra was real was my solar plexus chakra just fully um, activated during a kundalini yoga class. This was in Penang, Malaysia, and it was crazy. It was incredible. I had all of these emotions just flowing out of me. I had, of course, had a kind of quarrel with some people in my life who definitely represent that father uh, archetype. And all of this energy flowing out of that, that solar plexus, because I had given a big piece of my personal power away in the disagreement that I had, And my body was like, we are not doing this anymore. 
And so I was shown that chakras are real, that you can absolutely unblock them and activate them and get them spinning brightly and gloriously. And honestly, it's a lot of work. That was over two years ago. I'm still working on that chakra. But every day that I work on it, it gets a little bit better. And the things in my life get better. And the desires that I want to bring into this reality start showing up. And they keep showing up. And that keeps me going because I know that I'm on the right path to fully embodying all that I can be on this planet during this time, in this lifetime, as this avatar. And all of that is available to you, to the person next to you, to your kids, to your aunts, to your grandmas, to the father figure that hurt you. It's available to everyone, to all of us, right? Because if we go back to the healing of this solar plexus, We come back to the remembrance that we are part of a community. We are part of a bigger picture. We have self-awareness. We are part of an ensemble cast. And that is the next step in the journey of consciousness. I hope that this episode was helpful to you. I hope that you enjoyed it that you are going to go on your own journey of finding your own personal power and truly authentically owning every drop of it. And if you're ready to take your own aligned action, you can always book a session with me one-on-one through my website, mycelestialdesign.live. Of course, share this episode with a friend and I will see you all on the next one.